0: The Supreme Court hearings are officially underway in Washington. As anyone could expect, it's contentious. Both parties determined to get their way, but one senator used opening remarks as a reminder. Religious liberty still applies. Amy Coney Barrett charismatic Catholic and newest Supreme Court nominee showed some humor. If she were confirmed, she would be the only non-Ivy League Supreme Court justice. Here's the punchline. However, Notre Dame can teach the Ivy League a thing or two about football. A moment of much-needed levity. Republican Senator Ben Sass, Nebraska, used his remarks to remind everyone that religious liberty is real. He said what anyone believes about God is not the government's business, meaning don't attack Barrett for a faith. It's a good reminder. America, Canada, any country in this world will not last forever. But the kingdom of Jesus Christ is eternal. Christians know he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Wednesday... Right in the middle of October, we're in a series called Come to Me. Follow me. Two simple words that changed the lives of four fishermen. They were two sets of brothers. Andrew, Peter, along with James and John, they were doing what they did every day. Fishing, earning their livings, providing for their families. And then Jesus came walking by and said, come, follow me. But what does that really mean? We know the invitation changed their lives, but what does follow me really mean? In a moment, we're going to look at this story in Matthew 4, and we'll look closely at what it means to follow Jesus. Now, if you've been listening to our program the last couple of weeks, you know we've been talking about the new TV series called The Chosen. It was created by Dallas Jenkins as a way to help us better understand Christ and those he called to follow him. I asked Dallas why he thinks this show has connected so well with a worldwide audience here in 2020.
1: When, when COVID hit, uh, people were looking for something to watch, and that's actually when The Chosen really exploded. Currently, it's in every country in the world, and it's been translated in over 60 languages, and people of all faith backgrounds seem to be loving the show. And, and, and I think the reason is is because in this crazy time, the show focuses on... Jesus and his relationships with those around him. And here's what you see when you really explore the stories of Jesus. He wasn't interested in a political revolution. Um, every day you hear from both sides the reasons why it's important to fight, the reasons why it's important to take a stand, to, to collect our team together, and we're going, to, we're going to make a stand. We're going to vote in this way, or we're going to fight in this way. And Jesus really wasn't about that. Um, We'd like to sometimes think he was, I think both sides like to claim him as an endorser of their political perspective uh, when it's convenient. But when you look at the stories of Jesus, he was about the personal. Um, His miracles were about the personal. He was always after your heart. And he oftentimes said, I'm not about a political kingdom. I'm not about an earthly kingdom. I'm about about a spiritual kingdom. And I think being reminded of those stories, there's something simple about it. There's something beautiful about just focusing on that relationship between Jesus and the people that he met. And they sometimes wanted him to fight. They were sometimes saying, hey, we're in the middle of a, of a revolution here. What are you going to do? Are you going to lead us? And he was like, I'm after your heart. I'm after your heart. And uh, I think there's something that's uh, a salvation, and literally, but also just a relief about that right now, that sometimes when you can just tune out all that's going on and just focus on the greatest man who ever lived, uh, I think that for a lot of people, it's a respite from, from all the craziness that happens when they tune on, turn on the news or, uh, or go on to social media.
0: Dallas Jenkins talking about his savior and his TV show called The Chosen. Later in the program, we'll hear a clip from this show. And after that, I want to give you an opportunity to get the entire eight episode season of The Chosen on two DVDs for your gift to support to Haven today. With over six and a half hours of viewing, I know you and those you love will not only enjoy this series, but will be pleasantly surprised to better understand how the people that Jesus called to himself were just like you and me. Your heart will soar with gratitude that Jesus called you as his own. Would you call us after the program? Call us at eight hundred six five four 654 800 65 Haven or better go to our website and watch some of the show that we have there for you to watch. And then you can make your gift and ask for the DVD collection there at Haven today.org Haven today.org. And now let's get started. Chris Tomlin singing. I will follow.
2: Where you go. I'll go. Where you stay. I'll stay. When you
0: And if our God is for us, the album title, Chris Tomlin singing, I will follow. You're in a haven today, and I'm Charles Morris, and we're calling the program coming to me. It wasn't what he expected it to be. Maybe you saw the viral video from a year or two back, a little boy who just wanted some chocolate. He had his eyes set on a box of Hershey's cocoa powder. In the video, the box is brown. It has the Hershey's logo on it. It must be a candy bar. But one spoonful in his mouth, (laughs) and the boy's face falls in disappointment. He winces, he coughs, and fine powder puffs out of his mouth like a cloud of brown smoke. If there's one thing we can agree on, it's that life doesn't usually turn out the way we expect. I was a secular journalist running away from the Lord. I never expected to call myself a Christian the rest of my life, let alone become the host of a Bible program on the radio. I bet you can relate when I say that I also didn't expect life to be so hard, so sometimes filled with pain and sorrow. What we need is a Savior we can come to and find the rest we need for our souls. We're in this series, Coming to Me. We're exploring the ways that Jesus invites us to draw close to Him. Listen to what our Lord has to say about coming to Him as disciples. I'm reading from Matthew 4, and I'll start at verse 18. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, He saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I'll make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat, and their father And followed him. When Jesus calls, his true disciples answer. He said to Simon and Andrew, James and John, Follow me. And they followed him. But the phrase he uses here isn't exactly the verb to follow in Greek. Rather, it's a word that communicates a sense of space and direction. What he literally said was something like Come here, behind me. That's where everyone who comes to Jesus is to go, behind him. Now, why is that? Well, here's a few observations from this passage that I want to share with you to answer that question. First, getting behind Jesus means following him with your plans. All four disciples in this passage were fishermen. And all four seem to have been in the family business. There's no reason to think they were planning on doing anything different the rest of their lives. Their path was set before them. But Jesus had better plans for them. During our time learning from the TV show The Chosen, we've learned that Galilean fishermen, like these disciples, made a pretty good living. It was hard work, and the taxes were steep, but the job was steady, the income regular. But then when the good shepherd speaks— His sheep hear his voice, that eternal word of God, whose power created the heavens and the earth. It spoke to these men, come here behind me. And they fell in line following Jesus, even with their plans. It wasn't what they expected, but it's what they found. And with Jesus in the lead, it's all they needed. At this point in 2020, I think we can all see the great wisdom in James's letter when he says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. If it's in the Lord's will that's the posture of someone who holds their plans with open hands now planning and strategizing can be a godly task we can't read the book of Proverbs without realizing that but our plans must be offered to him with humility submitting to his spirit for guidance and for peace along the way even today won't you give your best laid plans over to the Lord Come to him, come right behind him, and follow him with your plans. That's where you'll find your rest. Second, getting in line behind Jesus means submitting to his authority. This phrase of coming up behind Jesus might ring a bell. It's the same phrase Jesus used in Matthew 16:23. Peter was trying to get Jesus not to go to Jerusalem, where he faced certain death. And Jesus told him, get behind me, Satan. Now, he wasn't saying that Peter had become possessed by the devil, as some have suggested. No, Peter was simply taking marching orders from the wrong leader, submitting to the wrong authority. What Jesus was saying was, Peter, get behind me. That was his command to the fishermen that day in Galilee as well. Come here behind me. It means recognizing that Jesus is our king. I wonder, how have you and I begun to submit ourselves to the authority of others besides Christ? I'm not talking about overthrowing government or law enforcement. Those are civil servants that God himself has put in place. But I am asking if you've begun to follow someone else, as only God should be followed. The question really comes down to this. Who has the real authority? The King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Take your marching orders from him. Submit to him, always in his ways, and he won't let you down. Third, following behind Jesus means pursuing him in love. In Scripture, this term of coming behind someone is used in the Old Testament to describe the way the Israelites went after other gods. In Exodus 34 and All over Deuteronomy, we learn that the people of Israel pursued the gods of other nations. And Scripture describes this as, if I may say it, prostituting themselves. It was God who pursued them as the lover of their souls. And instead of pursuing him back in love, too often they went after other lovers. But Jesus says to us, come after me, pursue me. He isn't just any other man. A great teacher, maybe. He's God himself, and we owe him nothing less than to love him with all our hearts, souls, minds, and strength, especially in times of trouble. It can be so easy to forget our first love. I know I struggle daily to fix my eyes on him and love him the way I should. So come to him. Turn away from other loves that cannot satisfy. Turn back to the Lord Jesus His arms are open wide to you. Of course, following Jesus doesn't just mean ticking things off of a list. It means getting in line behind him, wherever he says to go, even into pain and confusion, even to the cross. And when we follow him there, we'll find that he's gone there in our place. Has life been painfully unexpected for you? Jesus knows your pain. He deserved the best and was treated the worst. And because he's done that for you, you can know that he is trustworthy. He will never lead you astray. He'll lead you through the pain and into the joy of new life in him, a life filled with his spirit. So come here, come behind him today and follow him even into the unexpected. And there, you will find rest why don't we pray about this right now Lord so much is going on around us especially this year it's easy to take our eyes off you Lord Jesus and cast our eyes in other directions to listen to calls that this world offers us calls that will lead us astray Lord May we realize that our Savior Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, and to him we owe our first and last allegiance. May we not be detracted in this year, 2020. May we not let issues of the day take us away from the call that you gave to us, not just to come and follow you, but to come and get behind you and you would lead us where we need to go. We pray this now in the name of Jesus, in whom we rest for all our lives. Amen.
3: Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what Thou art. I am finding out the greatness of Thy Gaze upon Thee, and Thy beauty fills my soul, for by Thy transforming power Thou hast made Run Bro- Bro- of Prague. Prom- Face upon me as I work and wait for Thee. Resting neath Thy smile, Lord Jesus, Earth's dark shadow. Out the greatness
1: of thy love,
0: you as well. Yes,
4: you, James and John, come, follow me.
3: Take the fish into market and settle up Simon's debt. I'll get some help to fill both of these boats. Are you sure? Yes, go. What will you tell Ima? (laughs) We've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives. And you ask me, what will I say when you miss supper?
4: (laughs) Go, now. Fish
1: are nothing. You have much bigger
4: things ahead of you, Simon, son of Jonah. Did you understand that parable I told earlier? From now on, I will make you fishers of men, and you are to gather as many as possible, all kinds.
0: I will sort them out later. This is Haven Today in a program called Come to Me, and we just heard Jesus I am Resting by Steve Green. And the excerpt we just heard from The Chosen TV show, where Jesus calls not only Peter and Andrew, but James and John. To follow him. We read the scripture, but when you see it play out, there's a deeper level of understanding. To see the joy of being called by Jesus, it's delightful to see. And this is what I like about The Chosen. It uses the biblical narrative, the true scripture, while filling in some of the backstory with key people who met Christ. I want to send you all eight episodes of season one. For your gift to Haven today. As you watch, you'll better understand the humanity of people like Peter and Andrew, James and John. These were people just like you and me facing financial challenges, struggling in their relationships. Things they were caught up with in their day-to-day lives. But then when they met Jesus, that's when it all changed. So for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry... I want to send you the DVD collection, two DVDs of The Chosen, season one. You just need to call us right now at 800-654-2836. That's 865 Haven. Or remember, you can also visit our website and there you can watch some excerpts we've put up from The Chosen. And our web address is H-A-V-E-N-T-O-D-A-Y. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow on Thursday when again we get to share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today.
4: Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. At first glance, the seed sower in the parable Jesus once told doesn't appear to be a wise farmer. He scatters seed in every direction, some on the path, some in the rocks, some in the weeds, and some on good soil. Is he wasting the seeds? Jesus doesn't seem to think so, and later he told his disciples this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the Word of God. And the seed sower Primarily, that would be Jesus, but in a secondary sense, you and I are seed sowers every time we share the good news from God's Word. Our job is to simply share it far and wide, trusting God to do the work that only He can do in the hearts of the hearers. You can get Anchor Devotional in print at GetAnchor.com.